things I need to mention, and then we'll basically open it up again for any questions that uh, you all might have. So that's kind of the plan here. And then we'll have that benedicting part. Um, first of all, uh, what I wanted to do, I, well, what, what came up in some questions last week was uh, your educational background, pedigree, and all that kind of stuff, and, sure. and your personal testimony. But maybe um, we'll save that for a couple minutes later in case somebody wants to ask that again, because I have a couple things I'd rather ask you uh, first. Um, when you think of the ministry opportunity here at Cornerstone, um, I think what I'm curious about and maybe others, is uh, what excites you most about that? Uh, what you might be, as far as you understand it so far, what you might be looking forward to most about that? And then again, uh, also maybe what uh, strengths and or gifts that uh, you feel that God has given you to bring to the uh, church family here. So if you can combine all that in one response, that'd be great. You've got a mic. Thank you. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> what I'm looking forward to. There are a lot of things that uh, we are looking forward to. Um, if there's a word uh, that kind of summarizes the journey the Lord has had us on in recent months, the word would probably be simplification. And we are looking um, to be a better sheep, uh, if you will, and not just shepherds. And so we're really looking forward to just being part of uh, this church family. So I would say that from uh, the start. But as far as being a pastor, there's a variety of things that I look forward to. And, and probably at the top of the list, just because of still a lot of unfamiliarity here, is beginning to know Adam and Libby. And I believe that it's very important that your leadership uh, at any congregation, the leadership of any congregation, be on the same page theologically and for them to be close um, in the Lord and close with one another. And Michelle and I have really felt um, an, an affinity and a, and a closeness with uh, Adam and Libby, and just working with them is, is something that excites us. As far as the responsibilities um, here, the compassion ministries, um, I don't know if that's the term Adam's used. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but the, uh, th that's an area that I just um, am really looking forward to as far as the, the uh, is it called the gathering in? I'm not even sure the gathering in. Um, sharing the gospel with, uh, with folks here in the community in Auburn. And um, I have some other dreams. I don't know if I should go into those. Uh, probably not. Um, uh, about the compassion uh, ministry aspect. Missions, I think. Uh, I'm looking forward to having lunch with Ron. I'm not sure where he's at this week. Um, that's something that the Lord has given me great passion for, is reaching the nations and being a part of that. It's something I've brought to our church in Cool in the last, well, during the time that, uh, that I've been there. So let's see, did that, what, what did I miss? Help me. Spiritual gifts and strengths? Uh, spiritual gifts and strengths. Um, I, I would say uh, a couple of my gifts would be, um, uh, although I was a little bit uh, anxious this morning, uh, teaching and preaching, um, the gift of uh, hospitality, of mercy, um, and also uh, a gift of encouragement. Um, you know, I, it, it's, a, it's kind of a strange thing to talk about your own gifts um, you know what I'm talking about, but um, but uh, you could ask some of my some.
I'm gonna ask my wife and, and my kids uh, as we're eating cake what some of my some of my gifts are. Um, then, secondly, and this might even be tougher to answer, I don't know, but um, it's interesting that Wayne, when he led us through confession and absolution this morning, he mentioned the uh, greatest commandment, and then uh, in your sermon, in what the Lord wanted us to hear today, there was, uh, you know, talk about spiritual apathy and that kind of thing, and uh, one of the distinctives we have here at Cornerstone, or we're trying to have here at Cornerstone is this greatest commandment and the emphasis on that in our lives and, and really, you know, thinking about that. Um, maybe if you could just, if you have some thoughts on that, uh, briefly share with us just how that resonates in your life right now, responding to the greatest commandment. I mean, I think it's a constant thing. I think the spiritual life is... Uh, is a, is a cyclical one. We've all gone through the different cycles that are there, and it is a daily thing of, of um, asking God to give us his strength so that we can love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbors ourselves. I think those things go together, and I, I know in your email you mentioned, you know, rate yourself on that, and, you know, gosh, I think that, that you know, that the chart would probably be all over the place in my life and probably in most of our lives as far as to what degree am I really loving God with all of my heart? So I think a, a quantitative answer would be my chart's all over the place. But I think another answer would be the answer uh, from the Apostle Paul, I think it's in 1 Timothy 1, where he says he is the chief or the foremost of sinners. And although some would say that's because he persecuted the church and was a murderer and so on and so forth, and that may be a part of it. But I think another part of it is as we get closer and closer to the Lord, we see the pollution in our own souls and we see the depth of our depravity so in another sense I would put myself very low if on your scale in your email of, of 1 to 10 I would say um, <clears throat> as we get closer to the Lord we see how far we really have to go to love him and that it's by his grace and so I think Paul this great godly guy can say he's the foremost of sinners and in one way we should be able to say that right with him it's not because we've murdered people and before we were Christians, as Paul did, but because we know how great and glorious and awesome our God is, and so we're going to have that. Are going to have that response? So that's a it's a long answer uh, for oh, that question. That's great. I appreciate that. Um, and just for what it's worth, uh, you didn't seem too anxious up here this well, morning. I have to just get some of the things out. It's such a different setting here. I walk up here and I can't see any of you. The lights, I couldn't see. I'm used to looking at people's faces, and then I'm used to knowing their faces. So now I can't see any of you, and I don't know any of you. I was, like, looking at this glow. And, you know, I've been preaching for 10 years in one place. And so it was, it was just kind of a strange thing. And then my computer, my battery lasts usually, like, three hours. But your projector must just suck juice out of that thing. <laughs> I didn't bother to plug it in, and so that thing went out on me. So anyway. Welcome to Cornerstone. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to know that uh, your son, Michael, was in my Sunday school class this morning. And I tell the class that we never know how long the class will be because it depends upon the length of the sermon. <laughs> and Michael said that you preach short sermons because you don't like to see people yawn and look at their watches. 
So that's a report from Michael, and it was, it was a pleasure having him in Sunday school this week. Okay, so, um, by the way, have we had Michelle at all stand up and be introduced yet? Right, got a good look at you then, okay. Uh, yes, see you later. Okay, okay. A um, couple more things. Um, I don't know if it was just last week or since last week or whatever, but there's been some discussion about the uh, amount of money we have in the bank that's, uh, that we're hoping to be able to use to uh, hire an associate pastor. And uh, one question, I guess, came up as to whether or not this money was given specifically for that purpose. Uh, number one, that money is in the general fund. It's not in a designated account and number two, there were no strings attached to that gift. So hopefully that answers that question. Um, secondly, I need to look at my notes. Oh, um, Adam wanted everybody to know that you know, he is coming back today from Romania. And not just that he's coming back, but he's coming back today, right now. And he will be here this week in case... Um, even after the Q&A this morning, there's questions that you have for him personally, uh, would like to contact him during the week. You guys will be here pretty much all week, right, Libby? Okay. So, oh, that's right, because the next announcement is about Friday, so you've got to be here. Um, and then Friday, um, Adam and Libby are going to host an open house at their home Friday evening, 6 o'clock, with the Ernst's, Ernst's present. And... Uh, so that's another opportunity in addition to, I believe we're going to have another Q&A next Sunday morning. Uh, so hopefully um, we've got all kinds of opportunities here yet to get your questions answered. And so, you know, if you don't have any yet, be praying about this whole thing because maybe there is something that you need to ask. So anyway, um, I think that's it as far as... Uh, from our end, so I'm going to open it up now for any other questions you might have. Okay, we got one, two right off the bat. The pedigree, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I I'll just wrap the pedigree and testimony into to one thing. Um, start with coming to know the Lord. Uh, I, I didn't. Uh, my wife and I are kind of um, have different backgrounds in the sense she grew up in a Christian home and I did not, and uh, it, it's. Looking at the clock here, it's, uh, you know, I could take a half hour telling my story. I won't do that. But uh, to give you the short version, I was a senior year in, uh, senior year in high school when uh, I came to know the Lord. Uh, I was living with my dad at the time. I grew up my, pretty much my entire life with my mom. My parents divorced when I was young. And I was living with my dad for only my senior year in high school. And I had a really good friend. Um, that I had known for a year, you know, uh, my senior year in high school as I moved to Texas to live with my dad. And he had just come to know the Lord. He was a freshman in college. I was a senior in high school. He was at Rice University in Houston, and he called me and said, Mike, you got to come down here. you got to come down here for spring break. He didn't tell me he had just come to know the Lord. He just said, you got to come down here. And you know, so I'm thinking kind of my first taste of college life and went down there for spring break and uh, was in the, in the dorm room and, and wasn't there long when he sh sent me out with this guy. 
who uh, just kind of the, the deer rifle approach with the gospel. You know, we all have uh, different gifts as far as evangelism, and this guy, Scott, uh, just deer rifle approach with the gospel, asking me all these hard questions. I remember he had a Bible in his glove box. I was stranded with him driving around, <clears throat> driving around Houston, and he says, open my glove box. I want you to look up this book or verse in the Bible. I have no idea where any books in the Bible are. I'm, you know, as a 17-year-old, I know everything, so I'm pretending like I know where this is, and I'm looking for the book, and, and uh, make a long story short, I never, I was too prideful, I never let Scott know during that day as we're driving around Houston, he was just running errands, this guy's just an amazing guy, in fact, I'll, let me jump forward to just a few months ago, as I was taking a sabbatical here at Cool and trying to seek the Lord's will, I was down in Houston, visiting the man who's the best man, best friend of my wedding, the man who came to know the Lord, who invited me his freshman year of college, who is dying of cancer now. We're down there at MD Anderson for his cancer treatments. We're sitting in this, this um, studio apartment as uh, he's going for chemo and all this stuff. And I said, you know, we should look up Scott, the guy who led us to the Lord 20 years ago. Or this was back in 87. And so, uh, so we Google him. And we find out Scott is on the Supreme Court of the state of Texas. It's a Supreme Court justice. He was an attorney at this time uh, when he led me to the Lord. So what do we do? We, I pick up the cell phone, and we call Scott's, call the Supreme Court of Texas. And yeah, Justice Brister, can I get his secretary? We get his secretary. And I tell her this. I figured, this guy is just such an evangelist. I figured this must happen all the time to him. You know? And I just call his secretary, tell her um, you know, that we'd like to see him. Anyway, long story short, he calls us back a couple hours later. Haven't talked to him in 20 years. He says, you guys got to swing by. We drove by his house in Austin. And we're able to talk about what God has done in our lives. He didn't even remember. He knew us. He knew both of us very well. But he didn't even remember leading us to the Lord. That's the kind of guy this guy was. He didn't, even, he didn't remember that he was the one. He knew we came to Christ. He didn't remember those things. We were able to talk with his daughters. He had no kids. Wasn't married at that time. Anyway, I'm getting way off track here. But it's just an amazing story. I came to know Christ my senior year in high school um, there. And really my call to ministry, you mentioned that in your email, was really synonymous parallel with my conversion. I really felt a call to ministry. You know, I wouldn't have used that term then, but really felt that I was going to be a, a missionary or pastor from when I first came to know the Lord. And, um, and then eventually, I'll shorten the story, I uh, went to uh, Westmont College down in Santa Barbara, and uh, a great time there. That's where Michelle and I met. And then uh, from there, uh, we both had been uh, accepted, uh, Michelle to med school and me to seminary, and we weren't quite there yet in getting engaged, so we took a year off, and, and we got married uh, her first year of medical school, and then I went to seminary, uh, Dallas Theological Seminary, after she finished med school, and she did her residency there, and then after, uh, after that, we came to Cool, and basically have been there for 11 years, and here we are. So, any other questions? Uh, Chris, you had one. And also, this can be either to Mike or to Wayne and I. It doesn't matter which. Go ahead, Chris. Mike, I remember at the Did everybody hear that? Okay. Uh, what, is, what will Mike's role with small group ministry be here at Cornerstone? 
Adam may answer that question better than, than I would, and it'll probably be unfolding some, but let me just kind of answer it in a more generic way in that I believe that small groups, whether that's a women's Bible study, whether that's a weeknight thing, or you know, we have freedom in what it looks like, I really believe it's just as important really as, as Sunday mornings in us becoming men and women of God. If we don't know each other, if we're not doing life together, if we're not praying for each other, I think that's essential. So Adam and I have talked at length about that, and I don't have, you know, we've talked about some different models. What exactly will happen or is happening here, I, I don't know that I can, I can answer that with specifics. But I would say that part of my role will certainly be shepherding and encouraging and multiplying groups by visiting groups themselves and caring for leaders and perhaps starting groups. I think from what Adam said, you, you have some women's Bible studies, but maybe not a whole lot. Uh, going on. So I think part of me coming here would be, uh, would part of what God would have me do here is, is to make Cornerstone much more of a, uh, m make the small groups much more a part of the core of the church and the life of, of the church. Nothing? Nothing else? John. Well, I always tell my kids we've got to eat lunch before dessert, so I'm not sure how it's going to work going straight away to, uh, to uh, dessert here. They're very excited so, um, about coming to this church where we get cake right after church and, and, no, uh, and brownies before church. And they've been coming home with packets every week from... I think you, I don't know, they come, <laughs> come home with all kinds of toys and packages and things, so they're, uh, they're very excited. I like chocolate. I like chocolate. Randall. Oh, yes, we took that very seriously, yes. Okay, well, like we said, there, there is cake available and opportunities to speak with Mike one-on-one -on -one if you'd like and or Michelle. So uh, please hang out 